0: Hello and welcome back to the uh, Global Flyfisher Podcast. This is uh, one of the Global Flyfisher partners, Martin Jorgensen speaking, um, currently on uh, the coasts of Sealand, uh, the island in Denmark where I live. Uh, and in spite of the fact that I'm on the coasts, you might be able to hear a stream in the background. It's because I'm uh, kneeling in a small stream, very small stream that uh, runs into the ocean close to the coast here. Okay, enough uh, introduction. Let me tell you what I'm going to cover today. I'm. Um, I was planning on talking to you a bit about fishing shooting heads. Uh, as you might know, I'm. Um, Very much into shooting heads. I fish shooting heads like 90% of the time that I'm fishing, uh, particularly on the on the ocean, but also in lakes when fishing for pike and even uh, fishing for other types of fish, which I will uh, will return to. Uh, I do fish weight forward line and even double tapers when I fish streams, but. Even though I'm kneeling in a stream, you may trust me on the fact that this stream is not for fishing. It's about two feet wide and uh, extremely shallow and there's definitely no fishing here. The reason why this might be interesting on the coast here is because it runs into the ocean. And since it's uh, mid-February right now, the ocean is extremely cold and um, ...because of various uh, factors uh, uh, with regards to the salt concentration in the ocean... ...the fish will prefer places where we have a bit of fresh water in the the salt. So a place like this with a small stream running into the ocean... ...will be a place that's worth probing if you want to catch a sea trout on the the Danish coast. So um, I will probably lay out my first few casts here. I'll move away from this the, the little stream now, and uh, even though I'm walking on the beach, it's probably not going to be that much of a, of, of a, uh, the sound of the ocean, because we have almost no waves here. You might be able to hear a bit in the background, and um, the reason that there are no waves is, of course, that there's very little wind today. Uh, I will also return to the um, effect of the wind on ...on casting, um, and particularly on casting a, a shooting at. But, um, well, as usual, I'm gonna just shut you down and check out the, uh, the recording. The first few seconds or minutes of the recording. And hopefully I will return to you rather faster, a lot faster than I did last time... ...when I had to wait for a couple of days because my recorder was um, put in a pocket where I had a bit of water and uh, everything just... Uh, stop working so right now I will let you uh, enjoy the waves just for a few seconds and uh, when I get back I will cover today's subject which is casting with shooting heads. Well, everything seemed to be fine on the recording, and uh, I have now put the uh, recorder into a dry pocket and hopefully it won't shut off by itself, which has also been happening a couple of times. And I've also put my cell phone in a different pocket because I don't want the noise of the cell phone on the, on the recording like I had it the last time that um, I did. A podcast so all in all we should be well prepared as i said i'm on a stretch of danish coast which is close to being a perfect stretch i am of course not going to tell you where it is because it's one of the few places on this island where you can go by yourself and um, even though it's february i'm uh, sure that other places will be fairly crowded because it's a nice day it's pretty mild the sun has been out just a couple of times almost. We've also had rain but at least it's above freezing and really nice altogether. So we've been walking around here, my friend Lars and I. Lars is fishing about half a mile down the coast from me and uh, he's uh, spinning and I, of course, I'm fly fishing. So let's give it a, a try now. As I said, my plan was to cover fishing with shooting heads. And before I put out some line, let me uh, tell you why it's interesting to fish a shooting head at all. In my opinion, shooting heads are used for two purposes. The one purpose is to be able to cast fairly long. Longer than you would with the, with the, um, with the uh, weight forward line. And the second reason is the ease of casting meaning that in order to obtain the same um, the same distance and cast the same fly with regards to size and weight you need less effort and if you're going to cast like we do when we fish for sea trout here which is just actually basically repeating casting search casting constantly casting and during a day you may cast i don't know hundreds at least maybe even thousands of casts it's quite important that you don't strain yourself... and that you um, that you actually uh, can cover some water without using too much energy. So, as I said, the second reason and the combined reasons for fishing a shooting head would be... to cover some water, gain some distance without using too much energy. Probably uh, many people would argue that uh, casting a weight forward line would... Uh, can give you the same advantages. It's just a question of, uh, of technique. And sure, that might be the question, might be the uh, the issue, but um, in my eyes and in my experience, it's still quite a lot easier to cast with a shooting head. And a very important aspect is that you, you do a uh, lot less blind casting, uh, meaning that you actually have your fly in the water a lot longer which, when you search fish, is quite important. This being February means that I have walked along two miles of coast, maybe three kilometers of coast, perfect coast. I can see seaweeds, stones, rocks, turtle grass, whatever, and the water is very clear there's, there's just a bit of a rifle on the water, the wind is very calm and I have seen nothing. When I say nothing I have seen two small fish after my fly just like an hour ago or so. But apart from that the weather should reveal any activity. The surface is perfect for spotting fish. I have a very good very good conditions for seeing fish mm, touching the surface and I see nothing. So. Where do I fish? Well, since all the, um, all the water that I see in front of me is very fishable, there's nothing else to do than just go ahead and cast. I can of course aim for points, which is the, the thing that I'm doing right now. I'm just walking along f- uh, to a small point that I can see in front of me. But you can also just cast. And that is the basic recipe for fishing for sea trout in the ocean most of the year is actually just finding a place that looks fishy and then start casting and when you start casting you move you walk along like you would in a stream or in a when salmon fishing maybe that's a better picture you cast you take a step you cast you take a step in that way you actually get to fish off a lot of water and you search the water for these fish the fish in the ocean as you might know if you fish the ocean Are not really stationary fish. They don't stay in one place and um, they don't rest in particular holding places. They will move along the coast, especially this time of year where the, the majority of the fish are moving away from the streams where they have been spawning. And they will just be traveling along looking for pockets of warmer water, fresh water like I mentioned before, places with a bit of sun, dark spots and All kinds of um, all kinds of uh, nice places. Now I see a buzzard in front of me, a nice big bird that's flying. Beautiful, really beautiful. It's a good time of the year to look for birds of prey because um, you have no leaves on the trees and they're very very clear. And just a few minutes ago, we saw a mouse that that ran across the beach and into the grass and. all the uh, all the, the birds that uh, that prey on these uh, animals are very active right now because the mice are quite easy to find. So, well, returning to the uh, to the fishing here, um, I want to uh, I want to be able to cover a lot of water, which means casting and casting and casting. And uh, it's probably not going to be before March, late March or maybe April that I see a fish in the water that I can cast to. That's the way we fish the ocean here in Denmark because in the the cold part of the year the fish are not really very active. The water is close to freezing and they are slow and they will eat, stay close to the bottom and eat close to the bottom. So no surface activity and because of that nowhere to aim the cast and because of that I need to be able to cast and cover a lot of water and just fish along and have and have uh, to spend as little energy as possible on it okay as you might be able to hear I actually uh, worked out a bit of line here in, in the background um, while while talking and uh, let me tell you what I'm uh, what I'm fishing right now I what I have is a let me just check it out I don't know you remember the the um, the rod is a nine feet sorry nine foot two inches uh, rod for a six seven weight that's a fairly long rod I mean nine foot nine and a half feet would be would be uh, would be the average uh, for fishing here so fishing the saltwater here would usually call for a fairly long rod compared to what you would use in a stream for for um, brown trout or, or um, rainbows and uh, that rod is equipped with a fairly large reel and that reel has some backing on it. I usually just spool on backing as I find it uh, suitable but probably in this case there's about 150 meters, 150 yards or about like uh, 400 uh, 450 feet or something like that. And uh, on top of that I've spooled some shooting line and I'll get back to that in a moment and on the shooting line I have attached the shooting head and to the shooting head I have of course attached my leader and um, today that leader is actually just a plain tapered monofilament leader and the tip is um, a quarter of a millimeter or about what you would refer to as 2x or 1x in the uh, American uh, way of of, uh, measuring leaders. So, the length of that, probably one and a half rod lengths or so, meaning uh, four or five meters or uh, somewhere between 12 and 15 feet of, of liter. Okay, the shooting head today is a trimmed down double taper. It's uh, originally, I think it's a scientific angler's line probably a 9 weight double taper, which has been trimmed down. So, so now you have one of the first small paradoxes of fishing a shooting head, which is that I'm actually fishing what probably has been a 9 weight originally on a, on a rod meant for a 6 or 7 weight line. So rule number one is for shooting heads is that you actually need something fairly heavy compared to what you would expect. The line is, of course, much like, it acts much like a double, sorry, a weight forward line uh, meant for uh, this this, uh, rod weight. But uh, it is actually a fairly short, dense lump of line, plain fly line. Okay, that is the active and working part of my setup. That is what I cast. Behind that there's a shooting line which is thin and actually has no other role in the cast than keeping me and the rod attached to the shooting head. It's actually supposed to be as light and smooth and easy to handle as possible. There's no idea in having that line uh, having any castability Uh, character or anything like that. You want it to be easy, light, easy to handle, light um, and and, uh, floating in order to be able to be drawn out of the water and follow the shooting head into the water. So casting a shooting head is actually literally what it says, meaning casting the shooting head. So you work out the shooting head, you let go and the shooting head flies and it, um, it drags the shooting line after it into the, um, into the water. So, there you have the basic setup of, um, of the shooting head. In other words, fly, leader, shooting head, shooting line and your usual backing. Okay, let me take you through a cast here. I just laid out some line and I'm now stripping the fly. This is actively fishing. I'm searching for fish so I'm stripping in line. I usually strip so much line that I actually have the connection between the shooting head and the shooting line between my hands. And following that I lift the line off the water which is usually just done in one motion. I mean no roll casting or nothing else. I just take in the line, lift it and do a back cast. So that's what I do now, I've just made a cast, I have the connection in my hands, I pull it up and whoops, I had a bit of seaweed on there and I make a back cast and in the front cast I work out line and the line that I work out is actually just the length of the rod so that the connection between the shooting head and the shooting line moves out through the guides out the tip of the rod and probably about maybe one meter or so out of the tip top of the rod so what I get from that is that all the shooting head is out of the um, out of the uh, tip of the rod and I have enough space enough shooting line out of the tip to be able to double haul so in essence what I do is one simple back cast one forward cast another back cast and then i shoot and i just cast out out all my my line which probably gave me about 20 meters or um about 60 feet of distance in a very very easy and very very effortless cast i could if i wanted to work more with the line not in the um, in the the way that i did several blind casts or anything like that i could just be more energetic in my in my double hauls, and that would probably give me even further distance but actually i think the way that i have fished this always is probably covering about 20 to 25 meters meaning 60 70 feet or something like that which is more than adequate most fish That I will cast will, sorry, will catch will of course be within that distance. But in essence, most um, fish that uh, are caught on the coast are fairly close to the uh, to the shore. You can and I can probably cast longer than that with some effort. And casting 30 meters or about 90 to 100 feet is actually something that can be learned fairly. Uh, quickly if you learn to master the, um, the shooting hit. And uh, on a day like today, where there's no wind, it's actually quite difficult to, co- to cast that uh, far. But if you get uh, the wind in your back and uh, you can fish um, with the wind coming from your, your good side, if you're a right hand caster, that would be your left side. The ease of laying out maybe 25 or 30 meters is really surprising because the wind will carry your back cast and make it easy for you to hold a long line in the air and it will also help you stretch your leader in spite of the fact that you cast maybe 25 or 30 meters or up to 100 feet out. So, in other words, what I get from using a shooting head as I do here is one single back cast and then I can cast up to 60 feet without absolutely, without straining myself. And if you want to fish a whole day with a seven weight and flies in the uh, two and fours, uh, being able to cast fairly long with one back cast and no blind casting and very little effort put into the cast is extremely important because if if you have to strain yourself every time you cast or you have to do like four or five blind casts and back casts, well, you'll you'll get tired. Simply just get tired and you won't want to get tired because a day like today, casting and casting and casting is the um, is the key. Other times of the year, well, I will spend more time on the, on the beach watching the water and only maybe make 10, 20 casts even. I mean, it has happened that I almost don't fish and I only fish when I see something, but not in February. If you want to catch something in February, you just have to work for it. That's the way it is. So that was fishing shooting heads on the on the Danish coast. So what about shooting heads in in other places? Well, you know you can fish shooting heads almost anywhere. I wouldn't recommend shooting heads for the average stream fisherman fishing for brown trout with nymphs or or dry flies. That w- definitely make no sense because what you want there is precision and not distance and usually you have to cast in tight spots so you don't have necessarily have a, a very um, a very good uh, uh, room for a very good back cast or anything like that so well that's not the place but how about fishing for steelhead or salmon or something like that yep there you go if you want to get line out there Particularly if you want to fish sinking lines, a shooting head is a very good way of doing that. You get long casts, effortless casts, you can cast a fairly heavy line, you can, you can roll cast and underhand cast a shooting a shooting head, and um, definitely if you fish like a spay rod or a two-hand rod, shooting head fishing will be the same as it is with the one hand rod, it's so much easier and so much less effort and you can actually do all kinds of neat roll and underhand and snake and spay casts with a shooting head as well as you can with, um, with with a full line. Some casts are better for shooting heads than others, but definitely it does work. And if you fish for pike or fish for other lake fish, bass, stripers, what have you, Uh, stripers in the ocean, bass in the in the lakes, well, shooting head can be fine too because it's uh, a neat and easy way of carrying fairly large flies and again, sinking lines if you need that. And if you want to get out a popper or something like that for a pike or a bass, definitely shooting head are worth considering. So, if you want to fish a shooting head, how do you get about it? Well, one thing is to, um, to buy one. Shooting heads come in all kinds of colors, weights and rod weights and what have you, and you can just go down and buy one and you need some shooting line, which can be all kinds of line from thin level fly lines to monofilament to uh, coated monofilament and uh, braided lines like the one I have on today. You can also just make your own, and the best source for learning how to make your own is actually right here on this website, theglobalflyfisher.com, where you can just find the um, the shooting head uh, do-it-yourself complete and very thorough, written by yours truly. And uh, if you look into uh, that article, you can you can you can actually. Uh, see uh, a very very detailed description on how to how to create and how to cut your own shooting head from a double taper line or altogether how to um, how to come about getting a, an inexpensive shooting head and just trying it so my best advice is actually to con- consult somebody who's sh- tried fishing shooting heads before because as you will probably uh, notice when you get a rod loaded with a shooting head in your hands for the first time it's quite a difference Uh, To casting a weight forward line. It does in the beginning feel very awkward and it uh, calls for some special casting motions Um, It does not behave like like any any line um, any full line so um, well consider mm, Talking to somebody who's tried it before Uh, experiment cast on a lawn do anything, but if you have any idea about fishing, search fishing for fish or casting and casting and casting with fairly heavy, um, heavy flies and, uh, and uh, casting long longer distances, you should probably consider trying out a shooting head. So, enough of that. I think that wraps it up for today's talk on shooting heads. I will not take more of your time unless I suddenly hook a fish in which case I will definitely leave the recorder on and uh, try to get some action because that's one thing that we've been missing in all the uh, in all the previous uh, all the previous podcasts there has actually not been a single fish in any of them in spite of the fact that I've been fishing in in four out of five podcasts so um, Believe me, fishing in my neck of the woods in February is not equal to very productive fishing. I have This is my 12th trip with no fish and that's like 12, 1, 2, 12 trips with no fish. So, if you want to catch something, don't go fishing on the Danish coast in February. Okay, let's call it a day here. Thank you for joining me. This was uh, Martin Jorgensen, one of the Global Five Fisher partners, and I've been talking to you from the Danish coast, and um, I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, hope to see you next time when uh, a new podcast is ready on the globalfighfisher.com.